0: weekly discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much.
1: Hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton.
0: I'm John Hall and I cannot tell you how excited i am to be back in new jersey is this I mean, our first episode j- back from our eight weeks back stay from, from our eight week stay at the arlo in in miami uh, God, i barely I remember my, the arlo. My, my 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 sunburn is peeling um, <laughs> it is it's it's gross uh, i have bronchitis which is gross uh everything about uh you know the mid-atlantic in uh in lousy smarch is just my goodness but it's nice to be back
2: welcome home
0: kennedy's I, on I, mute cass is here with us
2: what the hell is up
0: y'all oh What's man up, we've missed you we have missed you uh, john right. had
1: to do john had to do his heather's voice eight times
0: give us those ducats those yeah do- <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. And it was great. And you were you were missed. And we drank some really great beers down in Miami. And now uh, what's his name?
1: Here. Cellar. I want to live in what's his name? Cellar. Those are my favorite beers of the week. Scott
0: Shore. Yeah, Scott Shore. That's right. from, uh, that was good living. Edmond's house that that was and we have some road shows coming up. But we figured it was good to be back in New Jersey. And to, to put our finger on the pulse of the Garden State because these are uh, not even close to our highest rated episodes, but it's the ones that get Augie's pleasure <sighs> really going. Yeah, um, I, and I like, I know better, you. I know you like looking at my pink face. Who better to have on the show than Scob?
1: Scob, S K A with an umlaut B. Scob, Scott and Bob of Goatlero Brewing in the lovely Meadowlands, New Jersey. Welcome, gentlemen.
3: Guys, I have to say it's an absolute honor to be here right now because I was just doing a separate podcast a few minutes ago, and it might have been <laughs> the worst podcast ever that sounds accurate so i'm i'm very excited to be here right now thanks for that not
1: not this
0: one's not any
2: better i don't know where you were. aware
0: our exceptional level i i I don't want to talk about the last one because it was it was pretty rough i think we broke bob during the last one is he bob are you with us Uh -uh. i'm 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 looking at the cameras right now and i think his car has left the parking lot (laughs) or bob just in the corner just crying why are they so mean to me just
1: shaking just rocking on his faunches and shaking. Needle position. Um, yeah, definitely. So he's, he's still
0: trying to milk the bowl, So just give him a minute.
1: Yeah, give him a second.
0: Bob, it's, it's Bob. This is this is how this podcast says that it loves you.
1: Yeah. If we don't let you talk, it means you're our favorite guest. Yeah. Perfect. Um. So so the truth is, when when. Hall tries to get my blood pressure up. He's usually talking about New Jersey laws and ridiculousness. But the truth is, Wells, besides being the person we invite on here to talk us through what's actually going on, you're also my, like, tag in on social medias when somebody says something because you just... You know, I'm so overwhelmed by all the things I hate about it. I just get all tangenty and weird. And you somehow stay messaged and focused. So what since an last
3: way to say you're uninformed.
1: No, I'm informed of all the things that annoy me. <laughs> wow, I know everything that annoys me intimately and well. Um, what I what I am is just well, too you're overwhelmed like by frustration. sitting On my shoulder,
0: it's just <laughs> you are the wind beneath my wings. It is just. <laughs>
1: Did I ever tell you your are my... Please, please, no. please
0: keep going. Every day, I start I start my day with a text to Wells just telling them that.
1: Just saying thanks. Uh, it's but exactly, seriously,
3: even false.
0: I, but seriously I don't think a
1: single thing has fucking changed since the last time we had you on, but tell us where your head is at. There
3: is on one, New one single thing that has fucking changed since we last discussed this topic. What's and that? It's one pretty monumental oh. thing where... The governor of the great state of New Jersey, during his state of the union, state of the state interest, excuse me, did say that the rules, restrictions, and laws that govern breweries in New Jersey are antiquated, problematic, and need to be replaced.
1: Why does he sound like shit right now? What happened?
0: Um, I don't know. He was probably hanging out with John Hall. So it what? is. No, your audio was garbled.
1: Yeah, oh, all that, of that, all have of no that audio went away on us.
0: Yeah. it sounds good. Like so, it's weird. It's weird that, you know, when you started talking uh, about the governor, that everything kind of yeah, got Yeah, everything. Distorted. It was, it was, that like seems like government did. overreach. It, it, you know what? It sure does.
1: It's like somebody lays you. Um, so you were saying the governor in a state of the state said that, that he's fully aware that our laws are shit.
0: Now, um, I mean, the
3: irony here is of the 18. 18- rules that were created over the past four or five years um, that are you know, overreach on our industry, he does have power to remove 15 of the 18 of them. Yep. Um, however, so it's an executive branch process. Correct. But we are now kind of in the middle where if the executive branch removes 15 of the 18 roadblocks that aren't statutory, it kind of gets in the way of their grand plan to overhaul the entire license system in New Jersey. So now, you know, here regards to a handful of brewers that want to be able to maybe have a food truck outside for a pint of time or, you know, throw on the Yankee game in October uh, to entertain the, the people that are hanging out in the face of We can't do that because our state is trying to figure out how to update the entirety of the liquor laws that are 90 years old.
1: Now let me ask you a question because this is you know so carton lives in a weird state where our tasting room predates any of these rule changes and we've done no adaptations to accommodate it because i just don't believe any of them will stick but at some point if they make the laws and make laws that make sense we would do things like put tables that could fit food and things like that but so far because i don't trust any changes i'm not investing in new tables and new service things and all that because every time they get anywhere they kick it down the road and i feel like the governor's statement kicks down the road progress we were close to making do you not see it that way do you not see this as not only do
3: i agree with you and say that it's unfortunate, oh, the yeah, know like the great all process is Uh, The bigger problem here is he makes this declaration in an election year. So now the entirety of the New Jersey uh, legislature has their seats up for grabs this November. So the appetite doesn't seem to be there for anyone to take this on during an election season. So it at very least kicks the issues into post-election time and let it duck.
1: When he yeah, will, stuck now, the... am I right that he can't be governor again? We're a two term state and he's had two. I believe that
3: to be the that's case. Correct. Even, yeah, yeah, that's I, correct. I don't think he's got any aspirations of staying in Trenton.
0: Um, I think he's looking at, you know,
3: up or Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, he's got his eyes on uh, on Corzine moves pre governor. Yeah. Among so, other things.
3: All said and done, it's great that he drops this ball. This is, you know, the entire system in New Jersey needs to be overhauled and he does have a plan and he has options his plan and his plan does go pretty far to help the breweries um the plan gives us things that we didn't ask for
1: there's a lot of yeah, scott scott something yes yeah, scott what are you are you, are you eating doing, a parm it's like you're I, moving back and forth or something because when we yell at you you sound better but every time we let you talk you're doing something fucking horrible I'm, so I'm laid stop moving with my feet up. Well, stop that. Because it <laughs> yeah, sounds like is shit and This and people is a blo- want to hear you. This is a place Maybe of business. Maybe you
3: guys should send me upgraded audio. equipment. I, I don't
0: know. What? Just what? 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 I knew I should have gone here. to the brewery today. I'm on a pair of, I'm I on told a pair you to go to the Yeah. I mean, if, if you guys would prefer, we could talk to Bob. I, hey, Bob, I love Bob, Bob, what do you think about all this?
4: I, I stopped. Paying attention when scarf. <laughs> Scar- <laughs>
0: that, that was
1: monologuing. I turned Val- it off.
0: Value added. <laughs> value added. <laughs> Thank you, sir.
1: When people ask me what it's like living in New Jersey, this is what it's like living in New Jersey.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> More delicious. This is it, except with extra parms.
0: All right, so um, feed off the desk, then, please continue, Mister Wells. I don't even you. So yeah, we 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 have this situation where
1: we were talking about the kicking down the road, and because of the election year, because of the election cycle in our Senate and all that, and the fact that this guy has a finite amount of time after that round of elections, this will go nowhere, and we were close to because of the ridiculous overreach that came out of the ABC last summer, we were close to getting some stuff accomplished when Senate came back. And this move by him, I feel like just gets us nowhere because nothing will ever happen with this and something might have happened this year.
3: Yeah, I, I, I remain optimistic. Um, something is going to happen. This, you know, the the plight of the breweries has definitely opened a lot of eyes to what's going on in our industry, and the fact that the the rules and regulations are so antiquated. Um, but I'm
0: sure, you know, Augie has I love been, putting your feet on that desk. My God, I, I'm comfortable. I'm are sure you just shouting?
2: You're he, shouting at the computer, dude. You're,
3: you're actually hearing me through Bob's microphone, which is about forty feet away. Oh. Um. Interesting. I, 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 have no voice voice right
2: I have no voice
3: right I have no voice. This is ah. the best I have to offer you right now. <laughs> it's delightful. I, I can send you an essay for all you to read if you guys would prefer.
1: I'm not a good reader.
0: Um. So, it's a, two things sort of jump out at me. What you're saying: one, legislate the entire legislature is up for, um, for re-election or for election, and i'm 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 wondering how big an issue this can be made, you know to get people you know to get you know they the, they work for us right allegedly um allegedly. But, but can they we work make for this the distributors of, and the bars. Can, we, can we make this part of the conversation in this upcoming election cycle Are are is that something that breweries the guild is? Yeah, are, are, are talking I think about we're thinking about making
3: this a, a bigger point right now, and you got you to take the whole situation from, from where it is. When all this happened, really last year, whatever the past four years, it became a big issue in the public eye, and that opened up a lot of eyes throughout the state to not just what's going on with the breweries, but how weird the system is and how it, it's unaffordable to own a liquor license in New Jersey and
0: there's a lot of other
3: problems where now this door is open and we've got 24,000 restaurants in New Jersey and only 6,000 of them have liquor licenses. There's a lot of restaurants out there that don't understand why they're being excluded. So there's a lot of people wondering why we haven't taken a good hard look at these these laws (laughs) and figured out how to make them make sense in modern age. And now it seems the whole system is going to get blown up one way or another. Um, the funny thing is now all the, the stakeholders as as everyone's called, the stakeholders all agree that the brewery issues have to be addressed. We're the only class in the state that has this immediate need. Um, the wineries, the distilleries, they don't have the restrictions that we have. But no one's willing to step in and do something about it while we're waiting for the rest of this to play out we've even gone as far as to ask the governor's office if they will go and remove the barriers that they are empowered to remove if we get to our license renewal in july and nothing has been done we haven't been able to get straight so we're left completely in limbo scott i'm
0: I always encourage people to interact with their elected officials or hopeful elected officials. Um, I think it's one of the great things that we can actually do in a democracy while it still survives. Um, as people are out there, as as candidates are out there soliciting for votes, what is one two what one or two questions <clears throat> that Jersey residents should be asking about these, you know, potential elected officials when it comes to well,
3: right now there are three different bills that are introduced in Trenton that address our needs. And it's difficult to say what I'm personally going to get on or what I'm going to get on because while they all kind of go in the same direction, they are all a little bit different. And I think the general general consensus is the first one to get to the finish line is the one that wins. Um, so I don't know how to be more proactive than asking anyone you're about to vote for or against where they stand on these three bills but I find that we're getting a lot of um, canned answers where everyone's very concerned to not say something that's going to impact other constituents Um, and let's face it at the end of the day what it comes down to is there's a lot of special interest groups at play and a lot of special interest groups that have a lot of money and a lot of lobbying and that's kind of what we're, we're seeing right now but everyone agrees from a legislative and executive standpoint, the breweries are kind of being victimized here. Um, there's a lot of lobbying power that's trying to keep it yeah. so So
1: do you have a count of how many breweries have shut down in New Jersey since January?
3: January of this year, I believe we're at four.
1: We're at four and yes. right now it's the last week of March. Yeah. Do um, you Do you think any of them would have been saved by not having these dumb,
3: ridiculous limitations in place? All of them? None of them? What do you think? I I think we've lost a total of eight, maybe nine, in the past eighteen months. So maybe that's a a better picture to look at. And I would say, maybe all but two are probably because of the restrictions.
1: Yeah. You would think that would get more attention.
0: Yeah, and. Again, we bring you on because you are the voice of New Jersey beer, whether or not you want to be. Um, I've also been seeing on social media, there are at least one or maybe there's three different breweries that I've seen that have done at least some saber rattling of, I'm just going to move out of the state. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, saw it with the we saw it yep. with the reference, yeah. Um, is that also on the table? Well, we saw it think? with heavyweight. Let's not forget heavyweight. Wow, and now Earthbread is gone, which is just sad altogether. But yes. yeah. But I mean, that, that happened before when I was trying to make a business plan. It's you going like into the way, way back machine, heavyweight but, but man. Remember, no, no, you're we, no, you're absolutely right.
1: But remember, like when I was trying to make a business plan, which we all know I've still failed to do. But when I was trying to make a business plan a dozen years ago, one of the things that was well known was that the guy who tried to make a go of it at a time when success was almost impossible was within years of finding some small amount of success, moving his brewery to Pennsylvania, because it was impossible to do business in New Jersey. And Heavyweight was like a well-respected, good, creative, interesting brewery back in the day. And within how long after they opened were they like? Fuck it, we're out of here. It's impossible to be in this state. It was five. Well, it was all, maybe five. Years. Put it
3: into perspective. In, in your own business, you've built up a, a, a large following through your distribution network. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of accounts in every county of the state, um, and you don't have a conventional tasting room by you know any, any consideration of what you would typically expect in a tasting room throughout the country. Right. You could right now pack it all up, move an hour west and just get over the border and still get the same or you know, close to the same amount of visitation that you would from your New Jersey fan base because you wouldn't be far from where you currently are. You'd be able to maintain your normal distribution that you have in New Jersey while I was expanding up further than that. But just by being by nature being 10 feet over an imaginary line you'd be able to have bands every day food in your tasting room um any other events that you want to have that you think are you know something that makes sense for your brand which in, in terms of your brand i would take food pairs and things like that yeah. you do it every day and the funny thing here is where we get into this this contentious point of drama and i i always i like to be cautious and point out it's not the bar owners of New Jersey, it's not the tavern owners of New Jersey. It's a handful of people that feel that their licenses are being devalued, and yep. that's what they actually care about here. Those places are still buying from the breweries that are just over the border. Yep, they have no problem yep. supporting those businesses, but they're punishing the breweries that are in our own state, and it's it's such a convoluted misconception of what is to their own benefit. Where if we acted like most markets do just to be proud of what we have in our own state. Everyone would be able to benefit more from it, but instead, we, we take that consumer today. And there's a large subsidy craft beer consumer that wants that craft beer experience by going to the source. They can't get that in New Jersey. Right. And we're taking that consumer and telling them, Take your money, drive 45 to an hour in any direction where you're no longer in New Jersey, and spend your money there.
1: Well, yeah, it's funny. I often talk about this when I talk about the creation of boat beer because of
0: hey, John. John, I know. Minutes. I know. he has got another bingo cards? 19 minutes. So That's when I talk record. About
1: it. When I talk about it, I talk about the fact that when Chris and I were drinking sixths of beer in his house. We could get one from Dogfish and Trogs and Six Point, but we couldn't get one from New Jersey um, because there were only 10 brewers back then or 11 brewers back then. And nobody was focused on our side of Jersey. Everybody was focused on Philly. Um,
0: But but what
1: I'm saying now is if at that same time, I envy that same exact business model. You know how much I want to be not Dogfish head, but Dogfish Head, the restaurant, or the current Trogues is like the coolest fucking brewery in the world.
0: Who doesn't like um, chocolate?
1: But no, 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 with their their restaurant and their no, actual know, know. German yeah. food and their German community with their German beers, and you know what I mean. And then you've got all the places up the Hudson Valley, and it's kind of the same thing. This twelve years later, right? Like, well, I here's get, where it gets
3: crazy, Augie. You've got one of the most densely populated states in the entire country. <clears throat> and yet we do not have a single brewery in the top 50 craft breweries by annual volumes, by annual production. Not one. But we do have five of the top 25 craft breweries by annual production that are within a half hour of New Jersey's borders. So there's a lot of breweries wow. out there that are able to take advantage of distributing to our densely populated state. But the breweries here in our own state have not been able to grow to that point. So while the argument seems to be within New Jersey that the breweries shouldn't be acting as consumption venues and shouldn't be trying to be bars, and I don't think we are. Let's face it, there probably are a couple breweries that maybe that isn't the business model, but I don't think that that is the norm here. It certainly isn't for your business or for mine. We are able to grow our business to be competitive against these local competitors of ours. Yes, they're friends of ours, but they're also our competitors. Mm -hmm. They're
0: able to make
3: more money in their buildings that they can use to compete against us in our own
0: terms. And that's the reality of it. With that in mind, Augie, you, yeah, know, you know, you know, I like to, you know, I like to give you business advice, and you know, it always comes from the heart, and it's, it's always unsolicited. It's always what, unsolicited. What, what, but one point one percent beer should I make this year? But <laughs> Wells is trying to tell you to go west, so like Allentown <laughs> or Stroudsburg <laughs> or something like that. No, sir, I'm going to say you should go north to a place like Ramapo, because yes, you can do the food, yes, you can do the music, but Ramapo's Ramapo, in New Jersey. New York, ramapo new york Sort of ramapo oh, okay. valley oh, okay p-a-u-g-h right you know yeah uh, you know, south of sloatsburg maybe you can go to hilburn you can go suffering if you want but all of those come with all of the benefits that well said of just being across the border distribution network everything but you would then be bob olson's local brewery and he would be in your tap room most days Right. And let's, that, that's to me, a, is the reason to move.
1: That's a really good segue. You're welcome. We are running out of time,
3: but let's move. Oh,
0: so darn. when I did oh, go I up-
1: build, build a place
4: with food and beer just so I have a place to hang out, yes. Got you.
1: And zero parms to keep I us for no the other guy. I want zero sophi- parms I have a to sophisticated palate. I know you do. I know you do, baby. But, so let's talk to you for a minute since you haven't talked. I was- Actually, don't say what he eats for
3: lunch every day.
1: I, uh, I was up recently because we all brewed together and- the two beers you gave me, Mister Bob Olson of Fruity Pebble Fame, um, gave me a small, delightful brown beer and a West Coast IPA. Was and it clear as a bell? It, it, was, oh, it, was, it was. It was John. You would have knocked your socks off. But I, I, I want to talk to Bob about the fact that, and I mean, let's face it, our pad, our podcast, might be the worst for pigeonholing you guys as the kings of marshmallow and vanilla. But, and, we, and we're never going to stop, but I figure since I have never. you on, I wanted to talk to you about the kind of wonderful fun across the spectrum brewing you're doing over there that, that we and everybody else ignores from you in favor of silliness. What's going on over there, buddy? If, How, if
3: we're going to talk about beer now, I might actually log off.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I was God, say, for, I, God I think forbid to do anything I was, about beer.
4: We're wearing a shirt that said lager, lager, lager. And you said you can't yeah. put marshmallows in those. So. Yeah, I was
1: like, you can't Sorry, put marshmallows in lager. And you said, of course I can. <laughs> Pastry <laughs> it's lager. A a it's a fermentable. It's a fermentable. But seriously, man, you're, you're making all these fun little beers and we never talk about it. So talk to us about your 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 parts of that where you're making them and how they're going and do people love them is everybody walking in there last time i was in there you gave me a glitter beer so i was happy to have a little brown beer i forgot about that you're right (laughs) and by the way um we also should talk about because i really enjoyed your hop seltzer which was fucking great that was like my favorite thing so talk about uh, all the shit you're doing over there that isn't sweet treats
4: I was like, we, so obviously we built our, uh, a lot of this, uh, building on, uh, sweet treats, but we, uh, you know, we take, take our, uh, beer seriously, not always ourselves. Um, so we wanted to, um, uh, we like to focus and make sure we have something for everybody that walks in the door. So that's kind of where having some non-alcoholic options, like the hot water, that's still reminiscent of drinking a beer, um, without the, the calories or the, you know, the headaches, um, kind of came about. And then, um, Obviously, it's easy to uh, throw marshmallow and fruit and all sorts of other nonsense into a beer that, you know, we try it before it gets all that stuff in it and it usually tastes pretty good. Um, But we want to, you know, also show that we're capable of brewing lagers and other, uh, you know, traditional styles and uh, executing them well because there's not room to hide any sins. And, you know, that's, I think, uh, I think the team here is doing a really good job of it. So.
1: In the tasting room versus on the shelves, how do you how do you find them received? Is it in line? Do you find you get further with a humble small brown in your own tasting room than on the shelves of of the greater New Jersey retail establishments? Like, what are you seeing where on those?
4: Uh, so we 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 broke from the uh, the bull pun norm with our uh, kind of flagship lager uh, in Jersey sarcasm that. I, I think Scott will claim credit for uh,
1: the name there. Happy. I mean, I mean,
3: I, I, so, I up, up. so I will.
1: Well, yeah, and, and you're
4: Scott. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that one was, you know, kind of a no frills and it's uh, it's really resonating with the market. People are are drinking a lot of it. We have, you know, one or two tanks filled almost at all times in that that beer right now at very stages of lagering. So, uh, you know, that one's certainly seeing some traction, um, peb light. We kind of took, uh, one of our original juicy pebble beers and took the lactose out, uh, trying to cut back on that. So, having to source so much of that, despite, what's are, you, my are you
1: finding, are you finding as a consumer, as you, as you mature, you're, you're looking for drier stuff or,
4: you know a, what I
3: mean?
1: uh,
4: like, drinkability, right? You can have a couple of them and still, you know, keep going if you so choose, as opposed to getting bloated and full and having the tummy troubles the the following day. So uh, <laughs> he, he I
3: suggested that you matured as a consumer, and you followed up with a sentence including the word tummy.
2: I yes,
1: love I love I love that,
2: that. is that's a good name, a beer, that is a good name for a beer. Tummy troubles? Uh, no, it isn't. Who would, all, buy, all would buy that? Somebody would buy that. Oh God! Some right. some haze juice boy out there that loves a goopy sour beer would 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 go for T- it.
0: Tummy troubles is an imperial milk stout that is marketed exclusively to people with lactose intolerance.
2: Wait,
1: does it, does everybody on this podcast currently have babies at the moment? Yeah, right. So you're all familiar if with the idea. was my only baby of tummy time. Yes. We See, actually I we we, we have Bob a good amount of tummy time name. at the brewery. I think that's <laughs> a better name. I think I think we could definitely do a good Goat Laro label with
0: Bob takes Bob, his, his tummy Bob and, time and Scott try to, try to, try to get the their
1: tummy time, time. time. Bob and Scott try, to get, time. Time. And Scott try to get their tummy time. time.
0: Before uh, before we dissolve totally into the jokes again, though, I will say, Bob, that I am proud of you. I I I, I love that approach that you just explained with the loggers on the West Coast and yeah. and everything. I think that's uh, it's uh, fun stuff. Holl, yeah. I'm telling you, it's fun stuff. And it's when I was up there last beer. year, I, I was drinking, and I think I think I for drinking.
1: all for all of our abuse of I'm trying to give me the, the marshmallow joke, I I don't think we've ever suggested that that there was anything but good <laughs> brewing going on. But I like drinking beers that. Were beer flavored beers up there. It was a fun day. Yeah.
0: Um, I love the people right, who so, listen to the show whose only exposure to the brewery is through this podcast, and they really <laughs> must think that you guys are just yeah. walking around with gallons. Of everything all has like that a, that a dollop of
1: whipped has... cream spiraling out of the glass. Because <laughs> I don't just
0: play into your nonsense.
3: I might not actually know it. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, man. I love you guys. We've all got stuff to do. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for catching us up on goat laro and on the wonderful news of new jersey kicking the can down the road and continuing to suck for at least three more years uh hopefully we'll be allowed to have the rights of your basic uh you know alabama citizen someday we'll see um anyway cass it's time for you to do speeching.
2: Yes, patreon.com slash steal this beer. Thank you to all of you that kick us those bucks, dollars, coins. We really do appreciate it. Um, As I mentioned last episode, we didn't have any beers to buy this episode. So that means that we actually have more money in the kitty than usual. Um,
0: Justin's going to go on a spending spree. Just go
2: to Germany. Justin's going to hit the (laughs) bodega and get us back on track for future episodes. But again, thank you, Patreons. We can't do it without you um write us letters um steal this beer podcast at gmail.com follow us on all social medias at steal this beer uh i'm forgetting something's been a while since i've done this no. it's a nice vacation uh, a nice vacation
0: john you want to tell him what he missed it, with with what no with the, uh okay. tip, tip the housekeeping staff at the arlo um that's that right
1: thank you arlo yeah, yeah thank
0: stay. you so much for for all of the Nespresso's oh, and the uh, and the injuries and the uh, the everything else that we
2: experienced, it was right? <laughs> yeah. it it oh, and, and where Scott, Bob, where where can I find you guys uh, on the interwebs, or if they the just want to come by and, and wet their whistles?
0: Yeah, go to the Meadowlands and just ask for Scob.
2: Let's just keep looking. good.
0: Yeah, show up at the Frank R. Lautenberg Train Depot and say, "How do I get to Scob's House of Milk?" <laughs> just, just follow the white
3: to a silo. Okay. No,
0: seriously, how how do they follow you guys on like, What is what are your what are your real known. handles?
4: Uh, uh, Balero, this is your opportunity. Okay. Uh, at Bolero Snort, Bolero.beer, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff.
0: All oh. that good stuff. Now
3: open every day TikTok. of the
4: week. Now open every day of the week, yes.
3: And, and apparently we have a very, very, very interactive TikTok account, which oh, seems to be awesome.
1: my expense All right, y'all. Get at us. Please. Cheers.